The peace of our Lord be with you. And also with you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and what God was, the Word was, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. With those words, this morning's gospel lesson takes up the great mystery of the Incarnation. The God no one has ever seen made visible in the life of Jesus. The God who created the universe roughly 13 billion years ago fleshed out embodied for about 30 years in a single, local, physical, human life, the life of Jesus. Across the Christian centuries, why that happened and what that might mean has been among Christianity's most important questions, convening councils and creating creeds in the fourth and fifth centuries, and inspiring one particularly important and influential book in the 11th century by a theologian named Anselm of Canterbury who in a book called Cure Deus Homo, in English, Why Did God Become Human, gave the church an explanation of the incarnation which has shaped the life and liturgy and hymnody and orthodoxy of the church from then to now. Anselm's basic idea, in a nutshell, was that Jesus was born to be the sacrifice God would give to God's self to satisfy God's requirement for a perfect human sacrifice so that God would then be free to forgive sinful humans without compromising God's holiness. A way of explaining the incarnation which a thousand years ago took root in the church and which a thousand years later continues to be the dominant way that much of Christianity understands the Incarnation, a way of explaining and interpreting the Incarnation, which is often summed up in a single simple sentence, Jesus was born to die. 
all of which may be the most true way of thinking about the Incarnation. There is, after all, some Bible, especially in Hebrews, 1 Peter, and 1 John, to support Anselm's explanation of the Incarnation. And it is an interpretation of the Incarnation which is believed by many dear and devout souls to be the most true way of thinking about the coming of Christ, which we celebrate during this sacred season of Christmas time. But for other Christians, it is a way of thinking about the incarnation which raises more questions than it answers. Indeed, while I cannot speak for you, as for me, I wonder if it might be more true to the Spirit of God to say that God came to be with us in Jesus, not because God's hands were tied by a sacrificial system of God's own creation, which kept God from forgiving and welcoming sinners until God could give God's self the sacrifice God required to satisfy a need in God before God could be reconciled to humans. All of which sounds to me like a God we have created in our image. But perhaps God came into the world in the life of Jesus because God is relentlessly determined to be with us in the best and worst of life. No mess so big, no sin so bad, no tragedy so terrible, no failure so devastating, no humiliation so embarrassing that God will not join us in the absolute hardest and worst of it. Signs of which are that Jesus, the ultimate incarnation of God, was born poor and vulnerable in a barn. And that Jesus, the ultimate incarnation of God died naked and humiliated on a cross. And between Jesus' birth in a barn and Jesus' death on a cross, Jesus could always be found keeping company with those who were on the hard margins and despised edges of life, which if Jesus is the ultimate incarnation and revelation and epiphany of God, must be a sign 
of the boundless embrace and expansive empathy of God. Jesus sitting down with and standing up for the outsiders often enough that it made the insiders fearful enough that they decided to silence Jesus, which according to the four Gospels is what got Jesus killed. The body of our Lord broken for us all and the blood of our Lord poured out for us all the ultimate incarnation of God dying as he lived arms out as wide as the world. Emmanuel, God with us in the hardest and the worst. I've thought more times than I can count during this Advent and Christmas tide of a young man who was a good friend of mine named Emmanuel. He died about the same age as, as our Emmanuel, Jesus, in his early 30s, in a violent way. Just a couple of months ago, and I've thought more times than I can count this Advent and Christmas that our Emmanuel, God with us, was with my Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us in the hardest and the worst. The ultimate incarnation of God. Body broken for us all. Blood going everywhere for us all. Dying as he lived, arms out, as wide as the world. But though the incarnation of God was killed, the incarnation of God did not stay dead because that life was the one life full of all grace and all truth that cannot and ultimately will not be defeated 
not even by death. Which is why the longer I live, the more I come to believe that the most true thing we can say about the incarnation of God in Jesus is that Jesus was born to live with us, in us, for us, and through us. Jesus, the ultimate embodiment of who God is, how God acts, and what God wants, born again every year in Bethlehem and every day in us. Amen.